0: Genomics Canada. I'm your host, Marco Gello. I'm a duly licensed mortgage broker in British Columbia and Alberta, born and raised in Calgary, currently living in North Vancouver. If you are from either of these provinces and require any mortgage-related services, please do not hesitate to contact me. Call or text me right now at 604-800-9593. 604 9593 One application, one credit check, and access to Canada's top lenders. All right, welcome back, everyone. It's been a while. Um, today's headliner topic, I'm going to talk about maximizing your income when qualifying for a mortgage. But before we begin, here's what's on my mind this week. Quite a bit has changed since my last episode, of course. You know, it seems like uh, not too long ago, just March, March uh, 22nd was my uh, last episode way back when Prime Rate was uh, 2.45%. Fast forward to today, June the 19th, um, Prime Rate is currently at 3.7% and uh, apparently ready to perk up again on uh, July the 13th. So unless you've been living under a rock, um, you you should be quite aware that rates have been going up. And July 13th, uh, which happens to be Canada's Bank of Canada's next scheduled rate announcement. And according to all accounts, it's expected to uh, increase by another 0.75%, 75 basis points, which will bring the consumer prime rate, I like to call it, to 4.45 percent, so from 3.7 today to 4.45 is what we have to prepare for. So, since March, um, when prime rate was 2.45 percent and the going variable rate discount was uh, let's just say around prime minus one, um, so on a six hundred thousand dollar mortgage amortized over 30 years. That's a payment increase from $2,055 $2, to about $2,428 today. And uh, if or when the next 0.75% increase comes to fruition on uh, July the 13th, you're looking at a, a further increase all the way up to $2,670. So yeah, that's a big one. That's like a $600 monthly bump since March. And uh you know, and that's net income, too, right, so to make that 600 bucks, it's like $1,000, 900 or or $1,000 wage, right, um, crazy, crazy, and, uh, by the way, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm deeply sorry for anyone who is experiencing some financial pain out there right now, um, I can, you know, I feel for you, it's brutal, this sucks, um, some people may be riding this out w- without an issue, but, uh, but many are having um, some issues with this, right? So, you know, don't beat yourself up too bad here. Just know this, that you are not alone, okay? So there's um, many, many Canadians that are feeling the pain right now. Hang in there and um, continue to fight through this and, and do what you got to do. And I know saying that is, is much easier said than done. Um, and on that note, here's here's what I'm hearing. Um, you know, expect that 0.75 percent increase in July, as I mentioned. Then after that, it's it's anyone's guess what happens. Um, you know, I've heard anything from July 13 is. 075 percent increase and then after that there's three more rate announcements scheduled for the remainder of 2022 there's one in september october end of october october 26 in uh, december the 7th i've heard anything from after this one you can expect two other successive increases um you know could be mild it could be quarter point increases and um and I'm not going to venture to say anything beyond that and um, you know I've heard everything from who knows it could pause after that um, at the same time if we are approaching a recession or the, the housing market gets hit that bad uh, I've also heard that things can turn on a dime and uh, the Bank of Canada can can reverse so, you know, I'm going to leave it there. I'm not in the prediction business. And, um, you know, you, you all have eyes in social media and uh, whatever it is where you go and get your source of information. Um, the theories are all out there. And uh, the, the consensus right now is quite unanimous. It's, uh, it's an upward trajectory. So uh, the next one is, is uh, perhaps going to be the biggest one. Um, that we've had to date. So um, the the reason why many believe that it it is set that it's uh, it's priced into the market, uh, so to say, or or baked into the market is because the U.S. Fed just uh, yeah, this week or last week they did it. Um, so they they increased by three quarters of a percent, and uh, typically Canada follows suit. So. Um, that's what we can expect. Meanwhile, fixed rates have been on a tear as well, um, and this is what you're not hearing about in the nudes every day. The interest rates that you hear about is uh, prime rate. Uh, in the background, there's uh, some crazy stuff going on with the five-year fixed rate. So in January, you were able to get 2.69% for a five-year fixed rate. Right now, you're looking at a minimum of four point one nine percent, and as uh, high as five percent. So, you know that's that's all that's pretty much a doubling there. And the numbers I'm giving you here are on the lower end. There, we've seen interest rates creeping up uh, over five percent. Qualifying rates uh, is is what's being impacted here. So, as the fixed rates increase. Um, the qualifying rates are increasing, right? So when you qualify for a mortgage, you have to go through the stress test. So if your contract rate is 4.19%, that means your qualifying rate is plus 2% to that, right? So 4.19 plus 2, 6.19% is your qualifying rate. Uh, Therefore, the purchasing power decreases. So as the uh, interest rates are increasing, purchasing power decreasing for fixed rate mortgages. But not for variable rates, variable rate mortgages, not for them. And uh, ironically enough, the, the stabilizing factor right now in mortgage qualification is the most volatile mortgage product, the, the variable rate product. That, that is the, the more stable uh, pathway to a... Uh, uh, mortgage pre-approval uh, figure that you can actually rely on okay and uh, it, it's it's pretty crazy it's uh it's a it's a lot of work for mortgage brokers it's very confusing to to explain to every single client um, qualifying for a mortgage right now has become um, more of a strategic practice and and I can tell I can tell you from experience it's definitely become way more work for your mortgage broker right unless you're dealing with someone who is not encompassing all of these crazy factors into your mortgage pre-qualification but if if you're getting a proper mortgage pre-approval today they are a lot of work okay and, and here's what today's mortgage pre-approvals look like okay so priority number one um, establish that speed is the number one critical factor to be aware of, like you and your broker. So time is of the essence here, like massively. I, I can't, I can't stress that enough. Okay, so um, you know the, the typical part of the mortgage pre-approval. Carry on with the standard stuff as per usual. You know you need a completed application. You need the documents, the credit check, the, the client interview, and all that good stuff. Has to be done quicker. Okay, there, You don't delay um, when when you're given a document request list. Um, answer to that as soon as possible because rates are moving in the background. And the other uh, interesting thing about today's pre-approval is that um, I'm doing them more as a dual pre-approval. So when I issue a mortgage pre-qualification or a pre-approval, um, I have two things built within them, two scenarios. One is the fixed rate pre-approval and the other is the variable rate pre-approval. And um, they could be significantly different. So right now, the way it's trending, you qualify for more money with a variable rate mortgage than you do with the fixed rate, right? So it's very, um, it's a very unique thing to understand and, and it, it, it requires conversation for sure, uh, detailed conversation when I issue these pre approvals with the customer to make sure that everyone understands exactly the terms here. Like I said, the most volatile product in our toolkit um, is, is kind of leading the charge for today's market at the moment, right? Everyone's signing up for variable rate mortgage. that reason because it um, the purchasing power is far greater than the fixed rate the variable rate pre-approval of course uh, the more desired of the two because it qualifies you for more money and it yields also the lowest payment okay so yeah it's been a pretty stable qualification process um, mainly largely because the qualifying rate has remained unchanged it's been at 5.25 percent Okay. um it hasn't changed meanwhile the qualifying rate for fixed rate mortgages right now are anywhere from six to six and a half percent so that's a huge different uh difference you're qualifying for less money on the other hand um you know the the existing rate holds for those five-year fixed, OK, so a few months ago, I, I secured some uh, rate holds for people, let's say, at, you know, 3.29 percent, 3.4959. Uh, they're coming due right now. And if if the customers don't end up securing an offer with that rate hold, it's going to turn everything upside down and sideways because. I just qualified them, if their rate is 3.29, I qualified them at 5.29% for a nice stable five-year fixed mortgage, and if, if, if that expires, now what's available to them is, let's say 4.29%, now I have to qualify them at 6.29%. All of a sudden, I'm going to come back to them and say, hey, listen, you qualify for about $60,000 less. So that kind of stuff is going on. It's very confusing. Um, And back to my original point, be light on your feet, be quick. Time is of the essence here, right? So, you know, be aware of that. Today's pre-approval process, it's not like, uh, you know, if if you're serious to get in the market and, and it's a critical time for you to get in there and you need to get in there, more importantly, if you need to get in the market right now, be quick don't don't be chillaxing you know during the pre-approval process here and uh one last tidbit of info i want to talk about is um on the variable rate on the topic of variable rate mortgages and by variable i mean if prime rate goes up so too does your mortgage payment right so that that is commonly what's associated with a variable rate mortgage so you know you'll you'll know for those of you that have variable rate mortgage you're either familiar with the term variable or adjustable rate mortgages and to many it, it's just the same term but what some of you may not know is that there are variable rate mortgages where the payment can be fixed that's right if prime rate goes up your payment will remain the same and uh, vice versa if, if the reverse occurs so the payment remains the same, just the allocation of interest in principal changes within your payment, okay? So, um, yeah, that's pretty explanatory there, but um, the initial payment is actually set as per the rate of prime at the time your mortgage starts. So, today, prime rate is 3.7%, okay? And let's say you secure a mortgage for prime minus 0.7%, so... That means your payment would be set at three percent whatever the payment is at three percent and right now we are approaching that next scheduled rate announcement which is july the 13th okay so if if we go up by 0.75 percent, that means prime rate goes up to 435 4.4.35 yeah, so is that the math i'm doing correctly there no 45, four five four point four five so if we go up to 4.45 July 13th and we haven't closed your deal yet, your, your new payment will start with that baseline, 4.45 minus the 0.7 discount, and that's where your payment starts. So a lot, a ton of moving parts. Um, and of course, the, the payment um, for these particular mortgages, there's, there's not too many lenders that, um, that offer that product okay, with a static payment, they call them. Um, but the, the ones that do offer them, the, the payments, uh, you're able to change them as well. So if, if interest rates go down or up, um, your payment stays the same, but you could manually change your payment as well. Um, and, and also included in this, there's a complicated trigger point uh, or a trigger rate that forces you to avoid a negative amortization scenario. So these things are, you know, they're pretty complex problems, uh, problems, complex products as well. And um, like I said, there, there's a lot of, uh, lot of moving parts going on. Um, and lastly, you can amortize these to 30 years. So again, um, you can enjoy the low payment, um, the lower rate, and the better qualifying rate, which yields a higher purchasing power with the variable rate. You can enjoy all of that without the volatility in the payment. You can have a fixed payment with a variable rate mortgage. Okay, and lastly, I'm just going to kind of skim through a a blog I did on uh, maximizing your income when qualifying for a mortgage. And you can find this on homefinancingsolutions.ca. Just click on my blog section there, and it's the April 4th blog maximizing your income when qualifying for a mortgage. So basically, these are the the main points, Um, you know, the most common reason for a decline and likely the easiest one to troubleshoot. Um, Here are some effective countermeasures that could help you overcome a low qualification income. The first one being provide more information. Um, Have open and uh, exploratory conversations with with your mortgage broker, like reveal everything about your income. Um, an experienced mortgage broker will catapult your qualification to higher levels um, due to their knowledge and access to niche qualification programs. So, an experienced mortgage broker will request additional, sometimes excessive, documents uh, during the pre approval stage for the sole purpose of developing an optimal application base to present to lenders. So more information equals more possibilities. Uh, For example, rather than settling for a recent pay stub and an employment letter, um, a proactive mortgage broker like myself uh, could further request your most recent two years or even three years of personal income tax documents to scan for patterns, trajectories, Or even uh, other unknown sources of income that you simply were unaware of, you know, and the the end result is often a higher mortgage qualification amount than if you had simply provided the bare minimum income verification. So, so, yeah, don't, um, you know, sometimes I know it's a pain in the ass, like, oh, so much paperwork involved, but provide the paper because like we're looking for possibilities to qualify for more money um the other um thing here is uh, another good countermeasure if you've got a low qualification income get a cosigner like stop feeling ashamed and just ask your parents to cosign um i like to use the term borrowing a parent for a couple of years right almost every adult progresses and improves their earnings with time and there's no reason to doubt that you will do that as well like you know you should uh Ask your mortgage broker how much extra income you actually require to qualify. And if it's not that much, you will likely be able to remove your parents from the mortgage and set them free You know, in a year or two. That's why I like to use the term borrowing them. So, so go ahead and ask your parents if you can borrow them for a couple of years. By the way, co-signers are not limited to only mom and dad. You could add other family members, friends, or basically anyone with a pulse. Okay, so don't be shy or embarrassed or ashamed of uh, the the cosigner. Consider it. Uh, and lastly, the the last countermeasure here to a uh, you know if you're having some challenging income qualification, use your net worth to top up your purchasing power. Yeah, this could be done if you have substantial assets. Um, some lenders will allow you the ability to top up your mortgage qualification amount proportional to the value of your assets, right? So the assets must be in liquid form, cash savings or investments, you know, that kind of thing. Can't be like jewelry in the house or whatever, right? It's got to be some liquid stuff, uh, liquid assets, and cannot include the down payment proceeds that you already have reserved for the transaction. So that's not net worth anymore. That's like you're using that for down payment. Existing real estate equity um, is a tough one. Uh, Some lenders recognize that as uh, uh, eligible liquid assets. Others don't, so heads up on that. Uh, For example, let's say you qualify for a $250,000 mortgage based on your income, right? It's quite low, but you also have a $300,000 retirement fund. Under a net worth qualification guideline, you could qualify for a $550,000 mortgage, even though your income is only able to qualify you for $250,000, okay? So that's an example of the uh, net worth top-up qualification guideline, okay? So some uh, real interesting nuggets there. Very interesting. Okay, so that's all I got for today. Um, I don't know when I'll be back next. Uh, Hopefully, I do this every week. We'll see how it goes, but in the meantime, call or text me anytime if you have any mortgage questions at all, especially if you're in British Columbia or Alberta, as I am licensed to service these specific provinces, and especially if you are from Vancouver or Calgary, as I am very familiar with these markets. And of course, I welcome all calls and emails from all over the world for those that are in the process of or have recently relocated or immigrated to Canada from elsewhere. Call or text me at 604-800-9593. Or you can get me on WhatsApp or Facebook, Messenger, or just go ahead and link up to my website, homefinancingsolutions.ca. Thank you again for tuning in to Mortgage Genomics Canada. Stay well, everyone. Talk again soon.